in now. So 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the second in the trilogy of the Global Frequency US Election Specials. It's, it's again that time of the year. Um, it's that time of the evening where you're going to sit back and listen to the dulcet folk tones of my, my hopefully lovely voice um, that may bear out a slight lack of sleep, but it's, it should still keep you with us. I'm joined by, by what I can only describe as three of the most beautiful human beings in audio podcast recordings. Um, I've got the lovely Sam. Are you there, Sam? I'm there. Good evening. <laughs> the lovely TC. Bonjour. And the amazing James. Hey, how's it going? See, I don't mess. Up, I don't mess around, ladies and gents. I bring you the finest quality here, um, broadcasting. Hopefully, one day live across the world. Now, the US elections again. We're in day two, and it's the actual day of voting. Um, the polls are all over the place, as far as I can tell. And uh, on, on Facebook, it seems very quiet in terms of people talking about the election itself, I guess, because it's literal civil war on social media at the moment. People are divided. Some people are very angry and some people are like, what does it matter who you vote for? Um, I'm of the opinion that it does matter who people vote for and it does matter what people stand up for. Uh, I know that what happens in the States doesn't necessarily affect us here, but I've seen the patterns of where British politics is copying American politics sometimes and where American politics copies British politics. In fact, I believe there was a uh, research done and out of the top 10 influential commentators, five of them came from the UK. And that was when people like Katie Hopkins was at a peak. So she was big in America. Tommy Robinson, people like that had massive influence on how Americans saw not only the UK, but uh, uh, people, uh, Muslims, um, uh, religion, a whole lot, how they saw Democrats, how they saw the left. And I think over the past five years, we've also seen a sort of revolution in the way people consume politics and that people literally make up their own opinion based on Facebook posts, uh, WhatsApp groups. And when people say they do research online, what they really mean is they Googled it. So we're facing that predicament and what I believe is gonna be another four years of Trump. And don't get me wrong, I don't wanna see another four years of Trump. Um, what does another four years, and if we could do it as, as quickly, but not don't rush it as possible, what does another four years of Trump look to you guys? Um, and, and what do you consider its effects might be in, in the short term on the UK? If I could start, and I don't want to put too much pressure on you, Sam, with our newcomer, what does another <laughs> four years of, 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 of the great Trump look like to you? I think another four years of Trump, I mean, if we're looking at this from a UK-centric side, or at least a, a non-American-centric side, I think another four years of Trump probably means the US further pulling away from its traditional allies. I think we're going to see, as we have the last four years, more and more of uh, the European Union and possibly other NATO countries looking less to the United States for global leadership. One interesting thing about Donald Trump uh, in terms of his foreign policy is that he seems much less willing than some of his predecessors to get entangled militarily in foreign countries. So I think there's potentially less chance of another war if Trump wins over Biden. Um, as for the US, I, I, think, I think it's going to be more of the same. I mean, Trump is not only a bad president, he's bad at being president. So he, he's shown, <laughs> he's shown he's very, very bad at getting legislation passed or actually getting his policies through. So I think we're going to see another four years of stagnation and policy gridlock in the United States. That that would be my best prediction. More of the same. 
I got I got to jump in here, Sam, and, and um, disagree with something you, you, you just said there. Yeah. Um, another four years of Trump actually meaning a less likelihood of having some sort of war um, because of his uh, inclination to not have military entanglements with other other nations. Now, I, I don't know. I, I although he may not have actually started one, um, he, he's come very close to inciting. Um, numerous ones with the likes of the Taliban, who he did invite over to, for peace talks that fell apart by uh, tweeting and calling um, the head of North Korea, Little Rocket Man, and those talks falling apart as well uh, by um, inciting China with the restrictions and um, with foreign trade policies that are frankly ridiculous on a global scale. No, so you know, you know, I I don't think he's done the world any favors in terms of relaxing the the level of DEFCON that we should be uh, living at and thinking at. And if anything, we're more on edge and more likely to be argumentative, and therefore on a more macro scale have wars with each other because he is president. Um, I mean, so he... I I got to call you out on that. I'm sorry, buddy. Well, no, no, no. It's it's fine to disagree, but I definitely think that Trump going hold on the new has... guy here, James. <laughs> Trump's bark is worse than his bite. I mean, he is the first president since what Jimmy Carter not to start whoa, a war. Whoa, he, he, whoa, whoa! His bark is worse than his bite. Hold on, you've got five hundred kids that that still aren't with their uh, with we're, their we're, uh, we're, family. We're, 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 talk, we're talking about foreign policy here, not domestic policy. Oh, how about any on the, policy on the world on the world stage? His bark is worse than his bite. Well, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't think it is. I do, I, I, I do have to come in with Sam on this. I think in terms of his foreign policy, and this is a really scary thing about Trump, he does have a lot of bark, right? But especially with a lot of these foreign leaders, I think it's a case of when crazy meets crazy, um, something strange is happening. So, like, they know he's 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 got this bark, but at the same time. They seem to be responding to. They haven't like gone right. We're going to war with you. The Chinese have been actually quite open to negotiations with him. Um, he also, as as much as people criticise him for his response to China, that's something that I think as as Western countries, we and even as individuals, our relationship with China is is so hypocritical. It, I, I'm surprised people can actually sleep at night sometimes in terms of the, the relationship we have with, with China. And although I, I'm not endorsing, please don't take this as an endorsement of the, the giant orange one, right? I, I'm just saying that actually, yes, there, there, is, there is a hypocrisy. Trump is bad at what he does, but actually he's actually done things that a lot of leaders have failed to do. And that is starting to hold China to account for, to a degree. That is bringing American troops home. I think he's brought quite a few, a lot of American troops home so far. And there was a hint that they would withdraw out of um, Iraq and Afghanistan, which is that necessarily a bad thing? I've got arguments that I can make against that, but he's actually done that. So effectively, you know, is, we, is that not something that maybe we should be giving him credit for? Just hold that thought, right? We will come back to that. Mm -hmm. TC, jump in. How, do you, how does another four years of the... Um, of the of the giant orange one look to you well i think in all honesty it just looks depressing um i think i'll lose all hope um if he keeps control <laughs> what one what 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 worries me is when the next election comes and he knows he's out what does he do then is that the point where he decides to start a war do you know what I mean? Is that is that the point he says? You know, actually, I can't. We can't have an election now. We're having a major, a major sort of nuclear war with some other country, and we need to invade this country, or we need to do something. There'll be some kind of threat that will push him further. Is kind of power. I, I do worry about his mental acuity as a, as a president and how much power he actually wants to wants to yield. Although he doesn't, thankfully, yield as much power as he wants. Um, I think it'll be a whole. It'll just be very depressing for anyone who who believes in like fairness, honesty, and and goodwill to other human beings. I think it'll be a really bad thing for that. Uh, 
Okay, I do. I, I always find it interesting because it's it's like one of those things. Um, and don't get me wrong, I despise the guy, but I do try and understand why people like him. Um, I do try and understand why they have seemed to be able to double think on their feet constantly online of reasons why they love the guy. Um, but like Sam sort of pointed out, it looks like he's he's aiming for troop withdrawal. Is that not a, a good thing? And although he has been inflammatory. If anything, the Chinese seem to be a lot more malleable than they were in the past. Well, um, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, negotiations, I, trade, and all the rest of it. Sorry, sorry. Just to clarify, I don't, I'm, I don't want to give Trump sort of points for his foreign policy. I just think he's a bit more. Is cowardice the right word in terms of not wanting to start a war? <laughs> I, 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 th- I think possibly Donald Trump is the the guy who's willing to to talk up a big game in the playground, but as soon as someone raises their fist, runs mm. crying to the teacher. I, 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 I don't see Trump as the great pacifist. You're mm. right, he's a bully, isn't he? He's a bully. Yeah. Definitely, I don't think anybody... I don't think anybody would see Trump as that. Um, I, I think we're all in agreement there, and I think even Trump couldn't even claim to be that, no matter how much he wants a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, but no, it's quite, know, I, I, it's, I, I, that's I quite think, interesting. I think it's it, um, it, it's more it's more about megalomania and feeding the the narcissist uh, rather than even having a hmm. thought about uh, foreign policy or military action. Um, in fact, you know, the only reason why he would even think about having negotiations with some of the um, leading terror groups around the world. Um, is so he can be seen as the world saviour, which went completely wrong. So I, I, I don't think it's really about the fact that, um, you know, he, you know, bark is worse than bite or um, any, anything to do with those things. I think those, those are actually a moot point. Mm. Uh, even the fact that he's uh, pulling troops out. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good thing. Don't, don't get me wrong. But um, I don't think it's about that. It's about mm. whatever will make him look better. Yeah. And that's it. The rest doesn't matter. Uh, and if it if it helps him think, yeah. uh, think um, helps him think that people are going to be on his side, he's going to go and do it, no matter what it is. So you that, know, that, it's so confusing. Yeah. Let's also be honest. He admires the people who would be on the hit list of, say, a Democratic or even any other Republican president. North Korea, Iran, the dictators of the world are the people Trump wants to emulate and become best friends with. I I suppose in his heart of hearts... Which is always worrying in the world's largest democracy. Yeah, I suppose he'd, he'd probably rather a war with France or Sweden than North Korea. Mm. Those are the people who seem to be more politically <laughs> at odds with him. Well, it's just the descent mm. into a sort Looking. of fascism and totalitarianism that he's yielding and pulling the wool over so many people's eyes where he can even say in a rally that mm. he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and still have most of the vote. Like, what what mindset actually allows you to think like that? It's just, it's absolutely yeah. bananas. But taking, taking, his, taking his crazy into account, what do you think... You're, imagine you're an American voter, you're a Republican... What's your reason for voting for Trump at the moment? You know, how do you, how is it that one thing I've never understood about Trump is every crazy thing he does would not work for anybody else. Okay. And the only person I can imagine working for is maybe Boris. Mm. Okay. Boris is probably the only politician I know that could say something crazy and he'll get support in it. So the space army thing, right? You know, he signed off, I think it was 738 billion. On yeah. this um, space force thing, I don't think anybody is else too could high. actually say that. And, and... I don't know Newt Gingrich again? did say Newt Gingrich in 2016 did say he wants to build a base on the moon. Yeah, and he didn't get elected. <laughs> 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 that, that would be my whole point. Why is it? Why is it all the crazy stuff that Trump seems to say seems to just resonate? Whether it was a wall, which everybody said wouldn't work and didn't work. Um, How much of that did why he actually is it all end up crazy building? Stuff that Trump seems to say sticks. About four meters. Um, I think okay. a good portion <laughs> of it. <laughs> I, 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 I heard he until it started falling over. Yeah, I heard he built a bit, but he hadn't actually gotten that far. With it. 
They didn't hardly any. They refurbished some of the existing wall, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, it, it just seems to be, I, I don't understand outside of the evangelicals wanting another job on, a judge on the Supreme Court, what is actually the appeal is. Um, other than, is it that American, there's a section of the American electorate that loves unintelligent politicians? Because I remember Bush was almost famous before he actually got elected for not being too clever and not being too smart. And I don't know if you guys remember, do you remember people used to say Bush, he talks like one of us, even though Bush didn't talk like anybody, you know, he wasn't a very smart person at all. Do you think that's what the American electorate, somewhere in there is what the American electorate wanted, which was just somebody who seems a bit like them, even though Trump just isn't like he sits on gold seats. I, God's I, sake. He's got I, I think gold he, laminated toilets. I think he fits into the uh, mindset of the nihilist who is likely to set up in in a shack in um, some rural town thinking that the end of the world is is coming because of um, you know something or, or another it, it's those isolationists that he appeals to and there's a lot of them and that mindset is, is taken hold it's the kind of the, the flat earthers the anti-vaxxers the um uh, uh I can't think of the, the words to, to keep on going. name the conspiracy theory. Just name any exactly. conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theorists that, that, <laughs> that, that he, he kind of, he, he jumps Jeez. into. And so he's playing up to, you know, what, whatever psychology those people get hooked into, he's saying those things that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's almost that, that whole idea that if you're thinking in a certain way, um, it's like, let, let's say you're a learner driver. When, when you're learning to drive, you see other learner drivers. When you're not a learner driver, then for some reason, you don't see any learner drivers anywhere. V very bizarre. So if you're thinking in the way that, you know what, 9-11 uh, was, was an inside job or um, the, the Hindenburg disaster was, was about uh, misdirecting your attention from uh, the current political campaign. And e even you mentioned the whole misdirection idea, TC. Um, you know, once he starts saying that those things and they go like, you know what? Yeah, I think he's right. It's because they're just seeing in that endless echo chamber um, what they're currently thinking. And because it gives them a little uh, dopamine tickle in, the, in their mind, then they're just latching on to everything. And once he's got the hooks in, he can say anything and they'll just go like, yeah, you know what? That guy, I'm totally right. Go Trump. Brilliant. He's a guy that's speaking for us, speaking our mind and um, a total alternative. But unfortunately, it just goes to show how much of a mess the psyche of the American nation is and the United States uh, as a whole is. Mm. It's, it's just really, really scary. I, can I, I just want to butt in really quick. I, I, it's not just them. Uh, it's 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 globally there's sort of this thing going around and uh, i agree it, it's in swings and roundabouts but it's you know it's here it's it's in it's in you know there's movements in spain on i know for a fact with vox there's brazil there's italy being like the first sort of real fascist country in europe since the second world war or since spain actually since franco died in this in 1975 and it's it's just sort of moving let alone what australia is because i'm not really sure but it's not great um so there's a whole movement that's sort of sweeping the globe. It's not just the Americans. I think lots of people get into this thing. What I notice with these leaders is with Trump as well. It's not our fault. It's the Mexicans. It's not <laughs> us. It's the Chinese. <laughs> or China, yeah. You know, it's over here. It's the same thing, isn't it? It's not us. It's immigrants. It's immigrants who are stealing our benefits and jobs. Yeah. At the same time, they benefit some jobs. They can take them at the same time. Um, so it's about blaming someone else for the problems that we have within our nation and that is the overriding fact it's always someone else's fault just like you know the russians blame the jews before they got chucked out of russia and went to germany and then german the germans blame them you know for this you know during what happened consequently in the second world war it has to be someone's fault but it's not us because we are the best mm. and that <laughs> you've got to remember james that you are the best it's not your fault it's that guy down the road who looks slightly different from you might speak with a slightly different accent and yes he is scottish it's his fault james that's what they're doing isn't it, it they're just it, pointing it, out it, someone's it, 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 difference yeah, you know, 
I, th- I think well, you're completely it... completely right there, TC. I, I mean, what yeah. what this whole thing has shone a light on, and whole thing. I, I don't just mean the election of Donald Trump. I I, I do mean Brexit. I do mean Bolsonaro. Mm-hmm. I do mean you know the the rise of the, the extreme right. Um, but. It, it's been underlying and being there. We just haven't been able to see it because everything has been so centrist, centrist right more than centrist left, because I think we've normalized right and, and we don't really understand what left really does mean. And the more left somebody gets, in fact, it's extreme right again. Um, and, and that's happened. So I, I think you're right, you're right. It's just exposed the psychological and underpinnings of the globe on a massive scale to realize we are not as advanced as we used to think we are. I, I, I remember like every year you'd have some speaker say 2018 in this year, 2018, how can we let these things happen? It's so amazing. We are so advanced. Like, no, we're 2020. We are backwards, completely backwards. Mm-hmm. And everybody needs to go through some sort of personal development awakening to realize that, you know what, maybe it's not a good idea to celebrate that a family drowned whilst trying to, um, uh, rescue themselves from an oppressive nation whilst crossing the fucking channel. Absolutely crazy. I yeah. mean, let, let's let's maybe not go into the very flawed horseshoe theory for us for a moment. I mean, that this whole wave of uh, right wing populism really came about after the crisis of capitalism in two thousand eight. The banks fucked up. They fucked mm. over all of us. The left did not have a good response. The left was almost dormant at the time and left the narrative open to, frankly, the capitalist class, the people who were the cause of that crisis to go, oh no, it's not us, it's that guy over there you should be angry at, while those guys kept pocketing bonuses they paid themselves from the taxpayer money they were bailed out with. Mm. But it is... the. These people, the average Trump voter, is a victim of capitalism, as are probably quite a lot of people who voted a Democrat. And the thing is, these people, if they were aware, probably have the same the same interests. Their enemy is the capitalist class, the one percent, the people Bernie Sanders was talking about. Yes, I can see your point. I can see your point. Let me jump in there quickly. Sorry, Let me jump in there quickly. I think that there's... I, I think both things are right, but I think there's a lot more to it. I, I think we underestimate how much the American voter, you know, how other things play a part. Because the American culture is so distinct in a lot of ways. So their attitude, even if they're, they're suffering from... Uh, they don't see the capitalists as, as the enemy, not because they pocketed the money, but because they believe that capitalism is the be all and end all, the bee's knees. They believe in that American dream so much that even if you tell them the truth of the matter, they don't care because they believe they could get a bit of that American dream themselves, which I think is why Trump's actually so popular in the States. Not because... um. Not because everybody... We look at him over here and we go, well, he was given a million dollars by his father and made or $20 million by his father and built this this mini empire up, which although people say he lost a lot of money, it's still a pretty big empire that he built. And that's all the Americans care about. They don't care about your failures. They don't care about how many people you ripped off. It's like, you're rich. You've made it. You've, you've done your American dream and you may have started out rich, but you built something bigger. Um, and I think that, you know, also the religious aspect of it plays a huge part with uh, Americans. Um, and the idea of American exceptionalism um, plays a huge part. But I don't think it's that the left was dormant. I, I think the left in America has always had a hard time. The left in America has always been, you know, being frowned upon. Um, and I think a lot of people in America just don't like the idea of um, of that sort of, I don't know what the correct phrase would be, the, the, the belief of how the left see community and investing in people and supporting people. They just don't like that concept. Um, And it is partly because they don't see their world the same way other people do. They don't see how much slavery or murder or, or corruption, you know, 
got America where it was. They just see what they want to see. And I think, so, so I think both things are right to a degree, but I think it's a misunderstanding of the American people more than anything else. They don't care about a lot of stuff that we necessarily as Europeans may care about. Yeah, I, um, I, 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 I think they're I, blind to it. Yeah, I, I, th- I, th- I think uh, what, what well, you're I saying... I went on there a bit, boys. <laughs> no, no worries. No, I, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with a lot of what, you, what you're saying there, Curtis. But um, I, I think now what, what's really messed things up in lots of ways is, is, dare I say it, the internet has allowed the mm. um, level of understanding and communication between peoples like there's never been... Uh, uh, th- like there never was before. We're, we all know that, but then that that, that means all that those uh, corporations, you know, the the um, the structures and regimes and um, governments that that were in place, were able to market themselves so uh, incredibly effectively to persuade or dissuade. Now that that's kind of changed, and mm. um, the 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 marketing strategy has changed as well. But but it's also now because it's there. There's a view view into it in a way that there wasn't before, and you can get to things far quicker. You can get to um, understanding things far quicker and seeing um, uh, other people's points of view. But on a mass scale, whereas you couldn't see that before. All you had were maybe four or five uh, channels in the UK, uh, four channels uh, uh, of TV, newspapers, and radio. Yeah, that, that's still still quite big for when it was. But now now with the internet, you can see exactly what everybody is thinking in a way that you couldn't see before. So yeah. you know, we, we if you if you really think back in your mind to the 1980s, you you realize you end up grouping sets of people into these massive uh, buckets and stereotypes. And now we're in this place where, well, it's no longer massive buckets and stereotypes. It's just every individual and then the, all these individual minds that, that ends up being this very weird um, set of beliefs. Um, and they don't even know what they believe. And that's the problem. They don't know what they believe. They don't actually understand the reality behind what's being sold to them. They just need something to hold on to because it's no longer there. That that one mainstream thing that would be pushed and pushed and pushed. Um, the American dream, for example, when in fact it's it's uh, more around uh, sweatshops and slave labor and all the, these things that could be easily hidden. Now now it can't be. But then they've got nothing else to hold on to, and so everything's got to be conspiracy because it's all completely confusing because there's too much. In information so hey why not let's have a champion saying um you know all the things that that you may be thinking because you're completely confused right now and it's not as simple as that it's not even as simple as capitalism it's not even as simple as just saying it's money or um anything that's the problem it's so incredibly complex um but now the light is being shone on the complexities of, of the minds of the people globally and it's a very very scary place and so leadership is is incredibly important mm. because that trickle down of what this mind is like to say what is okay and what's not okay. You still have lots of children looking up at daddy, going, "Oh, is, is it okay to do that? It's okay to do that." And that's the problem. You still have that mentality there, looking at a president and leaders in, in that way. Mm. I think I would add in here that um, I always find it quite interesting that it, it is a complex issue but at the same time i think it's quite simple as well i think trump makes people feel special um and i know it sounds weird um he doesn't make black people or mexicans feel special um but i think he makes that white middle class american and those poor hillbillies um and rednecks feel special and those people that hate a lot feel special. Hmm. And he makes conspiracy theorists feel special. Because conspiracy theorists haven't felt special for a long time. And now they feel special. They feel like they're justified. Even though they're guys in the White House, there's a deep state. Even though there's a guy in the White House, um, those Black Lives Matter people are a threat to us. Even though um, I'm poor, and I have nothing. The best thing for me is that guy called Trump. Healthcare, Curtis. Healthcare. Maybe for me, what the core of it. Yeah. Even though I'm dying, that, that guy's special. And I only say that because it's the same thing, I think, with um, with Bojo in the UK. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, Sam, but there's something about Boris that makes people feel special. 
Um, I don't know whether it's because people just feel more intelligent than him. Um, I, I don't know whether it's because he reminds them. The thing I hear people say most about him is that he, he feels like someone you could go down the pub and have a drink with. I don't get that. But um, um, I, I think it's a similar thing. I think he makes people feel special. And that really is a problem. Because we've had politicians for a long time who haven't made people feel special. And along comes Trump, who somehow manages to do it and make some of the, 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 the most lonely people do the weirdest of things. Um, no, I, I, I got. I got to call I, you out. I, I call call that... you out, Chris. I got to call you out on this one. Um, so, so you're telling me that um, Barack Obama didn't make people feel special? I'm sure he did. he did. But he he made a certain crowd of people feel really special. Um, he he remember the 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 Trump movement started with the Tea Party movement, um, and that's where his crowd come from. He made a lot of people feel special, but he made a lot of middle-class white people feel not so special. Um, and Trump is that sort of underachiever that's done really well and made all those other under people who feel like they're being left out of the game feel really fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, Barrett did make people feel special, but I, I think Trump makes those people that may have been ignored for a long time um those people that haven't had anything for a long time um and feel maybe they're ignored whether or not they are ignored i i um, think i think trump made people feel, feel i think trump made people feel listened to a, a, a certain group of uh lower income american especially feel listened to and the thing is obama made that same group of people feel listened to that group was very much behind Obama in 08. And there was there was some drift in 2012. But overall, that group still felt like Obama was pretty much their guy. And the group of voters I find most interesting are the group who voted for Obama in 08 and voted again for Obama in 2012 and then moved over to Donald Trump in 2016. And I don't deny there was an element of sexism with that. But I also... I also do think that Hillary Clinton didn't make those people feel listened to. She made very few visits on the campaign to the Rust Belt. She did not address those people vocally in her policy platform. I think if you dug into it, there would have been policies that benefited them in there. But I don't think it was an element of her campaign, an element of her election strategy, that she highlighted and there was a lot of her calling that group of voter a basket of deplorables drew a lot of attention and i think the question for this election is whether that particular group of americans either feels ignored now by trump which i think they should Yes, they were failed by the Obama administration, but they were failed by the Trump administration well, just as much, if not more. And it's whether they feel listened to by Biden or whether they feel so disenfranchised they stay home, which may be good for be good for Biden as well. Yeah, I I, I think there's a, there's a couple of points to pick up on with, with what you're saying there, Sam. Um, you you know some of what you're saying I think is probably correct around uh, with, with Hillary Clinton, although um, you know we had wholesale mass fake news being sent on an individual basis to the swing state voters and the people that had been digitally profiled that would be persuadable if they saw the right content uh, on the social media platforms. Um, you, uh, and it, it, it was a platform like, you know, it's the uh, Cambridge Analytic um, uh, concept where uh, uh, they were, they're selling the fact that they have 5,000 plus data points per person to be able to tell which ones are persuadable and therefore have bespoke marketing content sent to them on every platform um, for a period of time before they're actually going to go out and vote and make, make a choice. So that's why you had the whole idea of crooked Hillary and all, all those other things that seem to uh, drift across the pond to us. So, so we get that marketing uh, concept and spin as well. And, and so now there's been a highlight on on that kind of deviance that, that was used, not just for that election, but also, of course, for 
for Brexit, but it had been used uh, almost 20 times before to sway um, uh, 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 elections in other countries. And so you got the, t the very um, best, the sharpest knife that they had to sell into that, that new administration and um, the Brexit uh, uh, leave campaign to be able to uh, swing swing people's votes. And so uh, th th then you've got the whole, whole fact that um, any president uh, within the last uh, 50 years who has run on the concept of change, unfortunately, has won. Rather than any other policy, it's been, um, I, 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 we're not going to have what we used to have. And Joe Biden is, is almost... Um, running on the similar sort of campaign because, you know, yeah, there are probably some good policies in there, but uh, they haven't made them across the pond. I'm not too sure what they are. Uh, has Biden run a campaign on change? Or, because or make I, things I, better. The, the message, the yes, message, he has. I, I, I think he... The message of the Biden campaign seems to be things will go back to how they were four years ago when you didn't have to think about this. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I disagree. I, I, think, I think Biden's... I think Biden's come out and said that he is going for change. And I don't think he's going to have a choice but to deliver change. Um, and I think it's going to be in who he chooses can you, to be can in you, Can you think of any examples, Curtis? Yeah. Because I've... I've I, I've personally... I, I think from the speech I saw him make today, I, I think from the speech I saw him make today, it was going to be um, uh, BLM, or as I like to call it, Black Lives Matter will be um, front <laughs> and centre, police reform front and centre, and I don't think he'll back away from it because his reputation truly will be on the line. Um, I think black voters will literally... If, if, if they don't deliver something, black voters will not trust the Democrats ever again. I would be um, very sceptical. I, I would be very sceptical that Biden would actually deliver on police reform. I, I, I cannot and see I, if, I think he I, won't I can't, have a choice but to. I mean, this, this, is, this is complete uh, speculation. Okay. Uh, let, let me sell it to you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on Sam. Let me sell it to you, right? Okay. Let me sell it to I'm all listening. of you. Right, hear me out. Yeah, um, I think he will deliver on police reform because one, um, like I said, black voters will hold him to account on this and especially anybody he picks in his cabinet and Kamala Harris, um, I think will push for that as well. Two, um, he's promised police reform um, and, and that was heard loud and clear. Even today he promised police reform. And three, I, I think, you know, if he doesn't deliver police reform, you're looking at another four years of protest in the streets. And at that point, you know, Biden won't get a second term. Okay. And and that's why I think you don't underestimate that. The, the black the black vote. Yeah, now, I'm 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 yeah, think, I think I, I, I'm sorry guys, we're missing we're 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 absolutely missing the, the elephant <laughs> that's currently in our in our in our Zoom chat room. And and the elephant in, in our okay. room is coronavirus. Yeah. Can't underestimate the power that that has to actually sway people to vote for Biden. I, d I, I honestly don't know if that had... I'd, I'd like to think that had an effect, and I want to hear what you guys think, because I, I think there's certain issues that had an effect and didn't, but the fact that the polls are still so close, I'm, I'm, I'm at the moment doubting that coronavirus had that much of an effect, just because Americans are crazy. But let me throw it out to you, boys. Um, let me start with you, uh, TC. What, do you think the coronavirus had an, had an effect on this election? 200,000 dead, I think, the, the current count? Y yes, I, I, think, I, think it, I think what might have been, unfortunately, a whitewash, like, as in, like, Trump would have won it hands down. Coronavirus has, has basically shown that he's a fucking idiot to most people who would have, might have previously voted for him. Um, pardon my language. Um, so I think it will have an effect. Um, whether it's enough of an effect, that, that's yet to be seen. And if, if Biden does get in, mm. reform, yes, he can say all these things. But first, his first challenge is coronavirus curse. His first challenge is to outperform, which I don't think that because of the way the states are run, he can impose uh, face masks throughout the country. I think it's federally every state has the power to do that or to take it or, or leave it. So it, yeah. either way, whoever gets in there, if Trump stays or Biden gets in, 
things become a challenge and the reformation police might be the easiest thing which basically you'll, you'll get more training and testing that's what they'll be you know UK or European um, mm. police forces where they'll have to do at least two to three years training before they go anywhere near a gun or or actually on the beat but that that's a whole different thing um, so we'll, we'll, we'll find out I mean I, I, I've got I've got a terrible feeling in my stomach but yeah I think coronavirus is a, is a big thing and if this is what I think in the UK the okay. Boris Johnson is getting shown up because of coronavirus because People that have voted for Boris generally, I've spoken to someone who knows Boris Johnson isn't great, but at least he's positive about Brexit. And that's why they voted for him. Positive <laughs> before, before the coronavirus, Brexit. positive. Positive about Brexit. So okay. we'll find out what happens. We'll save that for another podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll save that for another podcast because, my God, I think that's going to be uh, end of end of next month. That's going to be a very big topic in this country. Fucking end of um, days. Sam, do you think the COVID? Um, I'm coming to you in a bit, Jim. Um, <laughs> um, Sam, COVID. Do you think that's played a part in the in the whole possibility of the Biden win? Or I think know, coronavirus has done more do than anything. I think coronavirus has done more than anything else to win this election for Joe Biden. And I'm I'm sorry to disagree with you, Curtis. And I mm. and the sinking feelings of other people in this room. That's I right. do I do think Biden is going to win. And I, oh. I, and I and I agree that it's okay. partly. I think it's partly. I hope you're right. Because, partly because Trump has been shown to be utterly fucking useless on coronavirus, two hundred thousand dead. But I also <laughs> think we can't underestimate the effect coronavirus has had on Trump's campaign itself, because Trump and yeah. you can see all of this if you watched the last debate, because number one, Trump had coronavirus, and though he claims to have fully recovered on the campaign he has looked sick he has looked tired when i watched uh, that last debate i would not have been surprised had donald trump dropped dead right there on that stage the man looked like he was about to die and it's also <laughs> coronavirus broken is, out the champagne bro <laughs> coronavirus <laughs> is not something that Trump can easily turn around, turn around and blame someone else, particularly the Democrats, for. China. Not, that he, not, not that he hasn't tried. Not that he hasn't tried. But, he's tried. but if you watch that last debate with Biden, Trump is on the defensive all through that debate. And the thing is, Trump works as a campaigner, not saying as a president or a man, but as a campaigner, Trump is at his best when he is aggressive and on the offensive. Coronavirus has put him on the defensive and has made him too sick to be to act aggressive. It has completely destroyed his brand and destroyed the Trump campaign. I think a Trump who would have been able to play on this on the offensive in this campaign and would have been at full energy might have given Joe Biden a better fight. But as it is, is going to drop dead. Also, it's killed the economy and no president has ever won re-election with a flagging economy. What's that quote? It's all about the economy, isn't it? It's the, economy, it's, it's, the economy, it's the economy, stupid. It's the economy, Darby. It's the economy, stupid. That's what I've got uh, you here, Sam. You're, you're a beautiful man. <laughs> um, James, COVID. Do you think, do you think that's a big beast? Do you think that? I know. You've, yeah. Do you think it's going to be the decider in this election? Yeah, no, I, 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 I truly, truly do. Um, you know, and, and maybe even uh, the if there wasn't COVID, then maybe it wouldn't be Joe Biden that that is the um, uh, the opposition. But, but. I, I guess mm. the reason why why I truly do is because the cacophony of errors that that basically led to um, the market versus healthcare, and uh, you know things like having watched the, the the documentary that I think I talked talked about uh, yesterday um, about ha ha the mismanagement of of COVID in in the US by uh, Donald Trump. Um, uh, you, yeah. you know, he, he they ran out of PPE. He sanctioned it, so whatever PPE that was being 
created in the US was being sent out of the US. So then uh, they had to purchase PPE from from other uh, other countries, the likes of China as well. Um, And it ended up being that each state uh, was fighting each other in a sort of eBay a bidding war for the PPE to come to their state. And then even the federal government uh, could outbid them. And so uh, PPE that was coming was suddenly not going and going to uh, the, the likes of FEMA for, for other reasons. And so, um, you know, and that, that's just one, one example. But but the, the kicker to all of this is that the bidding was from five different uh, pharmaceutical companies in the US. So what Trump had actually arranged was for the PPE not to come to straight to the states, but to go to the warehouses owned by mm-hmm. five specific pharmaceutical companies who then hiked up the price and sold it back to the, the US government. Uh, for extortionate amounts, and and so it's just like wow, it's um, the, uh, more about business and capitalism yet again to, um, or, or a certain brand of capitalism, which I I believe is very much American, um, to put lives behind the making of the dollar. So, if that message mm. is strong enough, if it can go out, if those people who you know are the um, conspiracy theorist types as well can can take a step back and go you know what actually he's, he's done he's done stuff wrong but we've all seen those vox pops of comedians talking to those voters and that they, they, they don't realize the hypocrisy of what they speak and, and it's so sad and so you know what i'd like to say yeah you know it, it's definitely going to be biden i think it is um he's currently polling a, a um uh the betting odds on him are 50 to 1 with Ladbrokes currently so coronavirus yes it's a massive massive part of it because i think most of the people who had some someone die around them there'll be a big family there uh voting for joe biden so it's gonna have a huge effect yeah mm. Okay, right, gentlemen, thank you very much for coming to the show. A few quick quiz, I guess I want to call it a quiz, but right, so there's a few states that are up in the air. Um, everybody talks about Texas, the, you know, Texas being one of the key states, Florida being in one of the other key states. Um, you know, it's all Pennsylvania, Texas it'll boys, all come do you down think to Pennsylvania. Democrats can t- <laughs> I, I think there's still the battleground states are like it's it's weird places. The only place that Trump is in the lead in the battleground state, battleground state, is Iowa. I don't know what it is about I- Iowa. I, what's Iowa famous for? Is it Happy Days? Uh, farming. I can't even remember. It's <laughs> yeah. <a> weird. <laughs> farming. But um. Look, it's it, it, it's going to be an interesting night, guys. Thank you again for joining me. Right, it's been an absolute pleasure. Our fans love us. They seem to like. Nobody seems to particularly mention my voice, but James and TC, they seem to like your voices a lot more than mine. Makes me a bit jealous. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest, a bit jealous of that. But they seem to love your voices a lot more than mine. But that, that's all right. The new establishment can take some competition. It's all good. But um. We've got another show coming up, um, which will be hopefully when we get the results. The results will be coming in at 7.30, apparently, tomorrow morning. Um, and so we'll be there with you as, as it comes through in the afternoon. Um, and hopefully we should have a result. Final poll, gentlemen. Who do you think is going to win? TC. Oh, man. Um, you, you know that I've always statistically been wrong every time I've said who's going to win something, right? <laughs> So, so that, that's basically for the lot since 2015. I've been wrong in every election and every referendum. So, Donald Trump will win. <laughs> okay, James, who, who, who are you putting your money? Who, who, first of all, who do you want to win? I know it's a silly question, but who do you want to win? Uh, Joe Biden. I want to win. Do and I think do he's going to win? Gonna I, win? I, I think he might. I think he might. I think he might just. I think it will be one of the closest fought contests of any presidential election, or it could be a landslide. 
I think it's one or the other, but it's it's going to lean towards. I think it's going to uh, be a landslide. I think it's going to be a landslide, and I don't think it's going to be a, pre- a presidential landslide. I think it's going to be the House, both houses, um, the Senate and the um, the um, what's the other one? The Senate. Uh, anyway, both House of, of the big houses going to the Democrats. Yeah, I think they're going to go to the Democrats, and I think that's where the landslide's going to be. A massive win for the Democrats there, and them literally sitting there and going, Donald, you're a lame duck now. Can't um, do Obama yeah. was never a lame duck until the, the, it's the ter- fourth term, like um, midterms in the second election. So I think that's Donald Trump becoming a lame duck president earlier than planned. But that's my guess. And Sam, how do you, how do you sit, first of all, who do you want to win? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> the right in Canada. I thought you were going to say Kanye, but no, Bernie's, <laughs> Bernie's cool. No Kanye, that's good. And who do you think will win? Uh, Biden, but I think it's going to be close. Closer than people think. Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. No, that's fine. And uh, last but not least, do you think Texas is going to go blue? Does anybody think Texas is going to go blue? No. The perennial no. red state. Depends how cold it gets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's it, gentlemen. Thank you again. I I, I like to have uh, you know um, you know yesterday's podcast was fun. This was a lot of fun. I hope you guys have had a good time. Um, the feedback I've had on the show so far has been good, and I hope it's not people just being nice. Oh yeah, Curtis, your podcast. Oh yeah, it was all right. It was good. I like that voice. Which one was it? Oh yeah, yeah James guy. Yeah, his voice is really cool. And that TC, I liked what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you were right, Curtis, but everybody else is fine. I hope <laughs> it's more than just people being nice. Um, please join us again for tomorrow for the big, the, the big one. <laughs> it might actually go on for a bit. We'll see how it goes. But the results should be rolling in tomorrow by um, the eight o'clock in the evening. We should have the vast majority of results even though it may not be um, um, complete, the counting, as we've had an unprecedented amount of voting going on. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. This has been another episode of The Global Frequency. Please say goodnight, guys. Goodnight, guys. Goodnight, guys. Good night and good luck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> may the force be with you um okay thank you guys um and the ladies and gentlemen good night <laughs> <laughs>